Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Okay, this is a quote from, of all places, Brigham Young University's magazine in a piece by Brittany Carford Rogers about some studies that were done on small groups with uh, mixed gender and how many women needed to be in a group before women spoke up as frequently as men. Here's the quote. What happens when women are outnumbered? After years spent analyzing lab and real-life settings to determine what it takes for a woman to really be heard, to truly be perceived as competent and influential, these professors have found the same truth. For women, having a seat at the table does not mean having a voice. Quote, women are systematically seen as less authoritative, says priests, and their influence is systematically lower, and they're speaking less. And when they're speaking up, they're not being listened to as much, and they're being interrupted more, end quote. That article, by the way, ends with this beautiful quote, the goal is to create a space where women can be seen as influential as their authentic selves. Welcome to the podcast that's all about the voice, which means it's all about power. Who has it, how we get it, how we sound when we have it. I'm your host, Samara Bay, and this is Permission to Speak, where we can throw all our best ideas about how to get ourselves heard into the pot and start. This week's guest is Adele Cabot. She is a beloved voice coach in LA who's worked for 20 years with actors, with non-actors, with anyone who wants to figure out how to release the voice within. The one that, you know, (laughs) might have gotten beaten out of you with like the you're too loud, you're too soft, you're too anything, which is something that we talk about in our conversation. I wanted to have Adele on because she is someone that I actually turn to as an advisor in this realm. I have sent people to her. She's trained in the Linklater method, which you'll hear more about what that actually means um, in our conversation. She has such a deep and really loving and generous understanding of the connection between the voice that comes out of us and 
the body that is often getting in its way and why. And we go really deep here about the layers of socialized shit. And we also come out the other side. Um, It's quite optimistic. And Adele's got just such beautiful insights about what it means to find your voice, to really let yourself out. I can't wait for you to hear it. This is Adele. And here we are in our respective home studios with our respective tea and water. My good voice, people. So hi, Adele. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, Samara. Thank you for having me. You are a well-known voice coach in L.A., and you work with not just actors, but also non-actors. So I'm wondering, just to start off, if you could tell me, you know, obviously we're in this bizarre time when nobody's really working in person with anybody, but, right. but prior, in the, in the before times, as they say, who of the non-actors, who tended to come to you and why? Ah, okay, good question. I mean, I always say that I work with anybody who has a voice. So that's most people. Um, But people come to me mostly uh, when they perceive that something is wrong with their voice, so-called wrong, or if they're experiencing some kind of vocal pain or issue that they're confused about, they don't know what to do. Or, you know, a lot of people get feedback at work saying, um, you know, your voice, you got to work on your voice. Your voice is either too, sounds too young, you sound like a little girl or a little, or you don't sound like a man. I mean, people say things to people about their voice that is that is really rude. <laughs> yeah, it comes up, it comes up a lot, you know, on this podcast, because obviously those little Little, those little comments, especially, you know, when the stakes are high, whether it's in work or when you were young and you're just figuring out who you were, they stay with us. Yeah, they really do. That's the main reason why people come to see me is because of things that they were told as children or at any time, really, um, about their voice or about themselves or if they have somehow gotten the idea that it that it was a, it was more advantageous to them to to learn to shut up they mm. actually the body which is designed to survive if you're in a situation at any point in your life when you're you know you're threatened or your body figures out i got to uh, you have to be quiet or you could be in danger you know then the musculature of the body will actually go through that and might cut off your breathing or your throat muscles might tighten or your tongue or your jaw or anything can happen. And then that can have an effect on a person's voice for the rest of their life. And it's really crazy because nobody really knows this. Uh, this isn't common knowledge. It's not something we learn in high school or even college unless you go to your theater department and take a voice class or something. <laughs> Although I have done a little bit of voice work in MBA uh, schools. They do have voice work now there. They're starting to realize that there's like, you know, a mind-body-voice connection. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I even had a, a one of the partners in a law firm call me and say that she wanted to send me one of their associates who was up for partner, but they didn't feel like they could give her partner because of the way her voice sounded and that she sounded like a valley girl is what mm-hmm. the woman said. And she did a lot of upspeak and she was glottalized. Mm-hmm. So she talked in the back of her throat. And so she told me that they weren't going to give her partner. And she really wanted to give her partner because she was a genius 
lawyer, but she just on the phone, they just thought they were talking to a teenager. And so they sent her to me and she did not want to be there. She's, Mm. she, you know, it was not her choice. And it's a very personal thing to to work on your voice. And if you, I mean, it can be, it, it also right. doesn't happen. Well, and also just the whole idea of buy-in, you know, somebody has to want to. Absolutely. Because what we're talking about, I mean, there's so much in what you just said that I want to like slowly unpack. But, but you know, one of, one of the things is, of course, we're talking about um, helping people change how they sound, but also sort of reveal how they might have sounded if if the world hadn't been giving them, you know, conditioning cues their whole life. And that can sound a lot like we want you to change. Don't be yourself. Yeah, exactly. It, it, don't be yourself. Exactly. Which is like, that's an impossible thing to try to reconcile. So what, so what happened with her, with you and her? She only came a couple of times and was really resistant and, um, I tried to work with her really gently and I tried to, you know, just give her basic things and help her to experience in, in more of a fun way. Cause voice work can be really fun also how she could breathe and how she could move sound through her body in a way that felt more authentic to her. And I tried to talk to her about, you know, the fact that her voice, uh, I didn't want to just come out and say her voice could be more expressive, but it can be more expressive. I mean, that is one of the things that happens with a lot of learned vocal patterns is that it's just expressing uh, a cultural norm and not really the authenticity of the person. And it's a great question because that's exactly what a lot of my work is, is, is trying to release those things those that are basically physical tensions and sometimes there is a psychological aspect as well, of course, although I don't do therapy. Uh, this isn't therapy, but it, it can be therapeutic <laughs> for sure. But, you know, to sort of undo the world's effects on us. So, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. Uh, and, and this is really at the heart of the, the point of this podcast, because this is the stuff that affects absolutely every one of us. And we don't, you know, often know it. As you say, it's not something that's in the common parlance until we have a vocal issue. You know, we're losing our voice or we get this kind of feedback that's literally getting in the way of that woman getting the power she deserves. I did a mailbag episode recently where somebody wrote in about always being told that her voice was soft and somebody else wrote in about being called too loud. And it makes me think about these personas that either get thrown on us or that we, you know, that we're actually sort of deliberately projecting. But I wonder if you think about when you when you meet with somebody to talk about their voice, like, ah, I, you're this sort of type. Uh, there's been a lot of study done on, on why some women, especially around puberty, start to lose their voices and become really soft and have a difficult time expressing themselves to anyone, including the boys, you know, um, if that's their inclination. And versus, you know, the women who are go the the girls at 12 or so who go really loud. And a word like brassy is a word that these poor women are used to hearing about themselves. And that's a, that's a huge uh, way to assault a woman's power is to, you know, they would never, you know, maybe they would say your hair looks terrible, but, you know, this is way deeper than your hair looks terrible. You know, this is, your voice is you. You are your voice. You're, as you said a moment ago, your voice reveals who you are. It, it can reveal your thought, your feeling, your, your intentions, your passion. 
you know, and if you're being ridiculed for something that some person feels is not the way you should be as a woman, either at work or in an audition or uh, in any case, then, you know, that's, that's something that I think really voice work can help with. So really, actually, it sounds like there's, and this, this absolutely rings true with my experience as well. There are, of course, a billion nuances, but it seems like there are these two main categories of what happens to us. And it's either that we adhere to the messages that we're getting and we become softer and we, quote unquote, know our place. And that has repercussions our whole life, but, you know, is about playing by the rules. And then the other extreme is pushing through that to something that feels maybe even louder than is necessary, but is on purpose in order to, to be sort of a rebellious spirit. And that can also have negative repercussions. Yeah. And then here we all are, you know, decades later, still reconciling the thing that, you know, we gravitated towards one of those, those two sort of extremes. Yes, exactly. That can happen on any on any level, and it can and it can be other things besides loud and soft too. You know, it happens to everybody. What I think it happens to everybody to varying degrees of seriousness. Just high school in itself is <laughs> is traumatic. <laughs> um, as is probably not going to high school right now, which is also <laughs> totally weird. Um, yeah. Tell me more. You say other things besides soft and loud. So we're, that's volume, obviously, and then what else? You know, monotone is a, is another thing. Your body, when it tries to survive, will create tensions. So it could be that, you know, the back of your throat gets very tight or your breath stops. Breath stops a lot for a lot of people. It's not, it's really common. In our world, it has a lot to do just on a basic level with, we think that we're supposed to suck in our stomachs in order to be beautiful. Yep. This was on my list of things to talk to you about. It feels really, really universal. Yeah, it is so universal. And people feel that if they relax their stomach muscles, they look fat. And women who have to wear, you know, five-inch heels or whatever they wear, um, it cuts off the breath in the back. It is so high that your lower back gets compressed and it completely affects your, your breathing. But as corporate women, they feel they absolutely have to wear really tall heels. I mean, we're sort of like, we're compensating, right? Like we get power from our heels. We lose power from our breath. Right, right. That's a great way of saying it, yeah. And that is sort of like the gamble that, you know, a lot of people feel like is a good one. You know, it's a good gamble to take yeah. because the heels, you know, make an instant impression and the breath we just sort of expect, eh, people will have thin voices. We're not, we're not all actors here, you know, like, I mean, you know, there is sort of, there's sort of a, a agreed upon sense that, um, that of course we're not going to be fully expressive with our voices. This is corporate America after all. It really is. And there's so much at risk for people in the corporate world that, you know, any wrong move could get them fired. At least they they sense that. And there's a certain way you're supposed to be. You know, you have to be outgoing, you know, for one thing. There is actually a way of behavior that you have to adhere to. But when I work with people and we can kind of, we can find a larger parameter for them to work in. I think that my goal is always to help them free their voice, to find their natural voice. 
So they're not stuck in that parameter. And it works. I have seen results with that. People have seen results where they they find a different way of, of being in their body. It actually has to do with how you're in your body, how you're breathing, and how you're using your voice can create a, a deeper sense of relaxation and a, and a more connection to your actual voice so that people hear it better. A deeper connection to thought also. The way your body works, you have when you have a thought, you actually have a breath at the same time. That's naturally what happens. And that's one of those things that can get disconnected and make it more difficult for you to express thoughts while you're speaking or for us to. Are you talking about when you say the thought to the breath, does that also happen when we're alone and just thinking thoughts? Yeah. Or do you mean in the, in the process of communicating? No, that's in, uh, that's, I would say that's all the time, but definitely in the process of commuting. I don't think it's something you turn on and off. It works sometimes. It's, that's how the body works. That's so beautiful. I mean, partly it makes me think obviously of sort of a gasp, like the actual concept of I have an idea and that makes us take an inhalation of, of, of wow. Yeah. And partly it makes me think of something that I have absolutely, you know, reminded or taught, I guess, clients, because it's not something that, um, people are born knowing, which is this idea that in an ideal world, we have a thought, it connects to just the right amount of breath for the actual thought, again, when we're in alignment and when our body and our mind are working together. And then it comes out of our mouth and lands, you know, beautifully, easefully on the person we're talking to. And of course, the problem is that as soon as the stakes are high, as soon as the relationship we have with the other person is fraught, as soon as the thought we have we don't trust, our throat starts to get in the way. Aspects of our body, I mean, I'd love you to talk about what besides our throat or more about the throat, but, you know, the parts of our body that block that really beautifully simple mind to breath to out the mouth, you know, process. Yeah. And I agree a hundred percent. And the only thing I would add to that is when it comes out, it finds the perfect pitch in your voice to describe that for you, for the person speaking. Which actually takes us back to the monotone you were starting to talk about. Yeah. Because monotone, you know, for people who aren't necessarily thinking this way about it, what we had been originally talking about was volume, right? Soft versus loud is just generally on a quiet to loud spectrum. And then the other major one, I mean, we, we can also talk about tempo and tone, but the other major one that us voice people think about is pitch. And we can talk a lot, and this has come up a lot in, in other interviews about pitching our voice too high, pitching our voices too low. But the thing we don't always talk about here and that you're bringing up is that it's one thing to talk about too high. It's another thing to talk about too low. There's this other thing, which is monotone, which is about not actually going up or down much at all. Yeah. And that is something that people can fall into for, again, some reason, uh, some event that happened earlier as a way to hide emotion. I grew up in... Um, the state of Massachusetts, um, mm -hmm. and now I live in California. But in Massachusetts, there is, in my opinion, there's a there's a lot of monotonism. There's a lot people speak in monotone a lot, and it it's often when they are trying to not express their feeling. And what can happen at that point is that everything sort of clamps down to like a trap door to not let the feeling out. That's that's a big thing. And then that tension, it takes a lot of effort to clamp down on all those muscles, your speaking muscles. So tongue, soft palate, breath seizes. It takes a lot of effort to shift yourself from a free natural voice into a tight, non-expressive monotone voice. And that's something that can be completely freed up with voice work. That is something that happens naturally through the voice work. 
It's so interesting. And especially now when I feel like, you know, everybody's stress levels are higher than ever. Oh, yeah. That effort you're talking about can feel good. I mean, I'm using the word good, obviously, with quotes around it. It can feel like we're doing something to our stress. Like the opposite is feeling our feelings. Yes, the opposite is feeling our feelings and speaking what we really want to say. And I think that obviously you can't always do that, but I think that people can do it a lot more than they're doing it. And I think you can do it in the privacy of your room if you cannot do it in in some other situation. Yeah. We're going to talk about some specific exercises for people too. For now, we're going to take a quick break though. Thank you. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We're back. And we're talking about um, sort of practical things that we can do. I mean, so much of what we were talking about before the break were these, um, the massive stuff that in a way is sort of helpful, most of all, to make all of us feel like we're not weirdos, you know? Like this is just happening (laughs) to everybody. And now we can talk about it. And now we can talk about the fact that it's not just a mindset shift and it's probably not just about breathing. You know, it's a combination of the two. It's thinking about the fact that we are uh, a full system. What should we be thinking about when when we have to speak? Yes, yeah. And, um, you know, there are lots of different parts of working on your voice. There's definitely uh, the part of, of relaxation and breath and physical awareness which are really important, and then sound and uh, and working in the muscles of the of what I call the channel, which is the jaw, the tongue, the soft palate, so that those muscles can relax. I like the the image of the channel. Right, it feels like is is on purpose so that it feels open. Yes, yes, yeah, so that it's an open channel for sound. That come actually the image is that it moves through your whole body 
because sound moves through the bones of your body. Bone is the perfect conductor for, for vibration. Uh, just like when you have a loud roommate or neighbor at college and you hear the vibrations of their music coming through the, the, the wall or something, you know, vibration travels through the bones of your body. And the more tension you have in your body, the less that happens and so more less resonance you're going to have in your voice. So there are easy things to do, um, you know, like just shaking, shaking your leg shaking your legs and shaking breath or sound down your leg as you shake it. Shaking is a great thing to do for your voice. You can shake your whole body, shake your spine, shake your butt, shake your neck, shake your shoulders, everything. And as you do that, just kind of have fun with it and breathe and send sound through your body. That's a really great thing to do. Yawning is actually a great voice exercise and it's really easy to do because it does actually stretch open the muscles in the back of your throat. So just whenever you have to yawn, just really focus on that it's a stretch and you shouldn't um, you know, try to suppress it, but actually let it be big and yummy and make sound, do the big, ugly American yawn sound <laughs> and the whole thing. And that really helps. And then even just doing some humming, you you know, just hum, feel the vibrations of your voice on your lips so that it comes out of the back of your throat and onto your lips, humming, just hum through a, a song that you like or something. Do you talk to people about mask resonance and, and chest resonance? I totally do. That's, uh, I don't call it mask because um, just the, I think language is really important and um and we're trying actually to unmask the voice in many ways. Ooh. <laughs> so I, Ooh. Ne <laughs> I never call it a mask, um, but I know what you mean. And it is, there is the resonating ladder, basically, which is the third section of this voice work, this Linklater voice work that I do. Yeah, for anybody listening, Kristen Linklater is a real um, hero of a lot of, you know, us voice people. And she has designated Linklater teachers, which I think... You are right, and which requires a lot of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, it's actually the most intensive training program for voice teachers that I've ever heard of. It takes over three years. I know some people who were had to do it for like five or six years oh before God. she would actually give them the seal of approval. <sighs> Is there a correlation between Kristen Linklater's method of connecting people to their voice and the chakras? I'm not sure what Kristen would say, but um, but I definitely say yes. And I have an exercise that uh, that I learned from one of my teachers, called, whose name is Andrea Herring, who's a huge voice teacher in New York, who was one of the people who trained me. And it's a great exercise of bringing different vibration and different pitches into the different chakras in in the body. So the lower pitches are in the in the root chakra and then you know the navel you you go up and up and up until you reach the 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 crown chakra which is the high falsetto voice. I bring this up because I I did a sound bath once. Oh yeah. Hashtag so LA. Um, <laughs> but you know it it's right they're super cool. I mean the whole idea that vibration affects our nervous system is obviously oh, yeah. like you know completely scientifically you know, approved. Mm -hmm. But I I hadn't known about the chakras, the sounds associated with the chakras. And then when I did, I realized that's exactly how voice people learn 
you know, the sounds associated with the voice. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that the there are for, I mean, I was back in the 80s, I have to say, giving away my age, that we used to do chakra balancing. That's the first time I did, like way before I did any voice work, where, you know, you had a different pitch for each chakra. And the chakra system is, is energy. It's, uh, you know, it's like swirling energy in your body as it goes, and there are eight of them. And they each correlate to a different frequency. So being able to bring that kind of energy, this is right, hashtag SOLA, but still, I actually, I think it's becoming way more common than we, than we realize. Um, but, you know, bringing the pitch that correlates with each chakra uh, into your body really helps you to, as you say, which I think is great, embodying speech, but it's also yeah. directing the sound into your body. And how I teach it also, it brings into, well, how do you feel? What's the effect of this vibration on your body? Does this, you know, especially also with finding the, the resonators of the chest resonator, which is a great way to find a lower pitch for people trying to do that. And maybe you're a person who doesn't use your lower range much. And maybe that's because of what, what you have discovered or learned from using it. You know, maybe there is some bad association. I say bad, but a negative association. Like when you use your lower voice, you feel sad or, you know, you feel angry and you're not supposed to in some uh, world be able to express that. Bringing it back to some of the clients that you've had, you know, what is it for people to sort of try out these new vocal, you know, breathing practices, find out who they sound like when they're not trying to sound like everybody else. And then like, oh God, is is she okay to bring into, you know, a serious context? So I think that the freer a person's voice is, the more access they have to their whole three and a half to four octave range which is what we're born with, a three and a half to four octave speaking range. If you're talking about a singer, you know, you're talking about Ariana Grande or you're talking about Barbara Streisand, you're talking about people with Whitney Houston, enormous ranges that are not that common. But for people, everybody has that three and a half to four octave speaking range. And most of us only use a few notes in it. But when you start to open it up and experience what your lower range is, if you don't use it, at first you might feel, uh, it might feel weird or it might feel emotional, or you might feel like there's something wrong with you, or it doesn't feel like you. But the more that you experience it, the more you realize that this part of your voice expresses a lot of things about you that are important that you want to be expressing and not using it can cut your power. And actually communicate your thoughts worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something I talk about with clients, which we've been sort of circling around here, but I want to just put a fine point on, which is when we use more pitch, we are being more vulnerable. Yeah. And that's partly... I'm putting it that way, I guess, partly because it's a choice, right? I am choosing to reveal more about what I actually care about. But also, it happens. We end up feeling more vulnerable. That's why we don't do it when we're not, you know, feeling safe. And so to be more vulnerable, what, what I really mean is when we show we care, oops, now we've shown we care. We can't take it back, you know? Like, now we've revealed something that matters to us. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this I mean, I guess in the in this in this era as well, where people are, I think, feeling a little bit more sort of free to admit the ways in which we're all feeling scared and confused, and you know, if we want to, you know, have a little silver lining moment, it is an interesting time 
to work on, even though we're feeling stressed out and we might be feeling constricted in our bodies, if we work on feeling freer and more open and feeling our feelings, um, we're also saying, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more okay with showing that I'm vulnerable, with showing who I really am. Yeah. And of course, that is scary at first, but I think there's power in vulnerability. I think that you're not just showing vulnerability, you're showing your humanity and that you're a human being yeah. and not a robot, which is another thing, right? We're seeing a lot of robots on TV, but, uh, and that's, that is really important when someone is really connected, I call it, you know, when they're connected to their voice, when their voice is expressing what they're feeling and what they're thinking, then we're getting into the realm of eloquence as a speaker. You know, your voice carries emotion. The voice does. Everybody's voice carries emotion and thought so that if you're listening to someone who is feeling something and expressing their, their passion, say, about how they feel about a project that they want to do or something, you can feel it. The audience, the people in the room will feel your the vibration. And, and that's a telepathic way that we humans have of communicating, how we can tell what someone is feeling, how we know when someone is lying or telling the truth. I think that we are hearing a lot of lies coming from some of our leaders and always have. It's not a new thing. It just seems like we're hearing that more uh, than ever. And part of it is what you're saying uh, is, is not showing humanity. Often uh, people can tell. You can feel it in your body. And I think everybody listening will acknowledge that they have at some point in their life been able to feel in their body or know somehow when someone is lying to them. You know, and I want to also make this more nuanced because yes, like we have wow experienced what like flat out lies now sound like, but also this humanity question. It's like lying isn't just literally saying something that isn't true. It's also projecting a persona that isn't real or projecting an emotion that isn't real. You know, there's like just this. Yeah, lying also just is when our our yeah, our bullshit meters like, oh, that person is not acting like a human. Yes, he's not and doesn't sound like a human. You hear their voice, and as I was talking about, the vibration going into the bones of the body. The more sensitized you become to vibration, the more you can feel this. I mean, I've been doing this work since the 90s, and I actually can now have become like an empath almost. I can, when yeah. I'm working with someone, I can feel their tension in my own body. And it's really a world. The world of vibration is a whole world, almost like another sense that a lot of people don't even know is there. Well, so, and to bring this back from, you know, obviously as my, as my five-year-old calls him, the bad guy in charge of America, to us, you know, some of us are accidentally doing some of the same stuff. Some of us are guilty of also not coming across as a human. And it is not because we are intentionally doing so. Right. And it's often a survival technique. Or it's masquerading as one. I mean, I think where you and I are working yeah. with people is often in this like, you know, liminal space between the, the on the one hand, the place where, um, well, I know I can't break that rule. That one's a real, that's a real hard and fast. And then on the other hand, you know, this free version of themselves, this version that feels more like a human, even over Zoom, say, even, over, you know, wh yeah. whatever our whatever our current form of, of communication is uh, professionally. And trying to find like, how do I find a version of myself that actually 
dance is in that middle space. Yeah, I don't think it's that hard. I, I think it's not one or the other. I don't think it's two extremes. That you, being Having a free voice doesn't mean you're a crazy wild woman running around with the wolves. <laughs> you know, it it's actually uh, gives you way more power. Um, you're able to express what you want to express when you want to express it. It's, it's a, it's a self-awareness. It's not like you're unconsciously crazy now. You're, mm. you're, you're still you. You're more you. You're not going to do things that are going to jeopardize yourself or your career. You know, when people are present, it's, uh, it's very, very powerful. If you're listening to someone who's really present speaking, their chances are they're, they're going to move you in some way. It is the biggest risk when we're public speaking. I mean, ugh, even talking about public speaking feels so quaint right now, but pretend that we were able to go into public. But it's the biggest <laughs> risk when we're public speaking to think in the middle of our thoughts. Yeah. We have this preconceived notion, many of us, many of the people I've worked with, that coming across as polished mm -hmm. is the best thing to do. Mm. And there is, of course, an element of intentionality that I think is what people actually mean by that. Like I've come with a with a with an intention in mind, and here's what I would like you to come away with, and here's what I'd like you to feel, audience. But we should not mistake that for a kind of polish that leaves our spontaneous selves out of the room. Yes, I agree. I was gonna say, if you worked with transgender people, because I know that voice stuff comes up. Yeah. Because obviously, because we're talking about how we are, you know constructing and presenting our identity out. Exactly. And speaking with a voice that feels like us, you know, you speak with a voice that feels like you, which is very hard when your biology is different from who you feel like. Um, and so there's there's kind of two, two sides of working with um, transgendered or, or even any kind of gen gender fluidity at all is... Um, you know, there's the technical way that if it's a if it's a, a male to female of helping her find the higher tones with greater ease, so there's less strain, and the same thing in reverse for male, female to male is finding the lower sounds without strain, and that's a that's just on a technical level. That's a really great thing for people to do, but it's also about finding themselves in their sound so that they're not now just performing another voice. They're actually finding themselves in that vibration, connecting to the vibration um, in a way that makes it feel like them. And that's, that's, a, that's a deeper bit of the work that's really interesting. As everybody works on their voice under all kinds of heightened and unheightened circumstances, we can all think about when I am the most relaxed, when I do maybe some of the exercises on your website that I'll send people to, when I'm thinking about feeling my most confident, that voice that comes out, it's not about the opposite of what I was doing before. Bro, oh, no, no. It's about this person that lives in me being on the outside too. Yes. It, it, it's just about being more of yourself, really. And it is definitely not either or. And it's never my intention to change anyone's voice, you know, and it, it, that isn't what it, the work is about at all. It's, it, you're right. And, and I think when we are speaking fully in our, in our humanity and in our bodies and from our truthfulness, uh, you, you can't, it's not like you can't still decide what you're going to say. You can still decide what you're going to say, but your voice and the intentions that you have when you're speaking are, are so clear and so powerful and almost nobody does it. And when people do it, others stand up and notice and it's important. 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back and find out who you brought in for us. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, so we're back with Adele Cabot. And Adele, tell the people who you have brought in for us. I have brought in Oprah Winfrey. Finally. Okay, let's take a listen. This is her receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globes, the year that everyone wore black for me too. Here we go. I've interviewed and portrayed people who've withstood some of the ugliest things life can throw at you. But the one quality all of them seem to share is an ability to maintain hope for a brighter morning, even during our darkest nights. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. Something that happens, and it's, it doesn't just happen, she's doing it, is that the audience starts to respond. And then she starts to top them. And then they respond and she tops them and they respond, right? And topping isn't even the right metaphor. It's like riding them, you know, riding along with them. Yeah, yeah. Like an exchange of energy, which which is actually what it is. The speaker you know, plays off the energy that that she's getting back from the audience and and sort of it does like top it, but she's she's ri- she rises up from it in a way, you know. And it requires more breath. I mean, you, yes. you watch that little section and she is digging. She is like, oh, I mean, there is a version of all of us, including her, who could have been like, whoa, that's a lot of energy to push back, you know, to, 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 that's a lot of energy to reflect. I'll just go under. Exactly. And she made the bolder choice, of course, because she's Oprah, and said, I'm going to not, you know, sort of poop out. I'm going to ride this all the way. 
Yes, she she did that exactly, and she does not pull back. She stands by herself. You know, she's in a way standing up for herself and a million other people when she's doing that, which is very powerful. But huge amounts of breath to do that. But none of it is forced because what she was feeling, the impulse, the reason why she was speaking those words was so huge in the moment that it created huge breath in her body. And because she was out of her way, her, she was allowing her body to breathe and allowing this to come through her is what it actually feels like at some times. And you're right. What you said about it being bigger than her, it's so, I mean, for all of us who, who have any opportunity or, you know, are forced to speak publicly, when we can connect to the why, you know, the reason we're connecting to the why it is because it connects us to something larger than us. Uh, yes. Beautifully said. Yes. And when she says, when she says, I mean, she brings back because she mentions at the very, very beginning of this 10-minute speech, when she was a little girl on, you know, the linoleum floor watching Sidney Poitier be the first Black man to get the Academy Award. Yeah. And then she connects it in the middle of the speech to uh, the little girls who may be watching her be the first Black woman to get the Cecil B. DeMille. Yeah. And then at the end, she says, to those little girls. I mean, she says that in this section that we picked and, you know— what a great way to physically get your body to remember, ah, this is bigger than me. How great. Once you have that experience, you just want, you know, it feels great and you don't feel like you've overstepped at all. I mean, the reality is a lot of us do that other thing because there is some element. I mean, I use the metaphor. There is some element of trial ballooning. I'm going to try to say something that matters to me or something decisive, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Right. And so much of all, all our body tension comes from that. And here is, you know, of course, the epitome of someone who already knows what everybody thinks and they all love her <laughs> and she's earned the fuck out of that. Yeah. We don't see that color in her voice at all. No, no. And we, we don't have to see it in, in anybody's voice. Adele, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel very vulnerable right now in, in a good way. Like, I just have lots of feelings in my body about how, you know, ugh, how important and so hard and so easy and so fun and so heavy and all of the things this work is. It just, you know, this is the work of ourselves. It really is. And thank you so much for having me on. This is, this is, I've really, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you to Adele for joining me. You can find out more about her in the show notes or on our website, permissiontospeakpod.com. There's also a really cool bit of bonus content this week on our Instagram feed at Permission to Speak Pod, where Adele breaks down in one minute flat how to take a good breath. It's not a way to think about it that I've ever heard before, and it totally blew my mind. Also, while you're there, please feel free to send me DMs, voice memos at Permission to Speak Pod, again, on Instagram or on the website. And, you know, let me know what's going on with your voice. We will discuss it in the next mailbag episode. You can also send me what kind of questions you want me to be asking guests. I will integrate them. And I just want you guys to know that I am so here for you, especially during these strange and deeply unsettling times. We have an opportunity to think even more intentionally about how to communicate with vulnerability and with heart. And I want to have that conversation with you. Thanks as well to Sophie Lichterman and the team at iHeartRadio, my family and cohort, and all of you. We're recording this podcast at various locations around Los Angeles on land that is the historic gathering place for the Tongva Indigenous Tribe. 
And you can visit usdac.us to learn more about honoring Native land. Permission to Speak is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Vision, executive produced by Catherine Burke Canton and Mark Canton. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.